This is the Business Storytelling Podcast with Christoph Trapp, available on Google, Spotify, Apple, Pandora, and other podcast channels. Want to play it on your iPhone? Just ask Siri to play the Christoph Trapp Business Storytelling Podcast, also available on Alexa. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Hey, business storytellers, it's Christoph Trapp, your host and author of Content Performance Culture. Thanks for joining me. Episode 236. We're really moving along here. Really appreciate everybody still tuning in. 90,000 downloads. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate everyone um, downloading these episodes on 19 channels. So let's get going. Today's episode, we want to talk about how to live tweet your own presentation. And this is an article that I first wrote in 2013, believe it or not, this is the first time I did it, but I'm going to give you a couple more contemporary strategies, given that seven years ago now. But back then, I was flying to Denver. I spoke at WordCamp in Denver, and basically what I did, I knew when I was speaking, I knew what I was going to say, roughly. I had my slides, and I scheduled tweets that could work based on what I was about to say at that time. And I use Hootsuite, I think, at the time. You can use Buffer, of course, or, or other channels. <clears throat> and every five minutes, I would schedule a tweet during my speaking presentation that roughly fit with what I was talking about. Um, so it worked. It really, truly, honestly worked. It did help that I had a PowerPoint deck. I'm not often a PowerPoint fan, quite frankly. But, uh, you know, that is one advantage when you use it. And then I just scheduled them. The only problem to keep in mind is that when you do this and they're running behind, now you're going to have to pause your queue. And then when you schedule it again, I think you can just, um, it just picks up wherever you left off. So um, that is a good thing. We did have a whole episode (coughs) with Jennifer Radke on pausing social posts, why that's important. Um, how to do it. Uh, in Buffer, there's just a, a, a button, pause queue, and everything just pauses. Nothing gets sent until you turn it back on. Of course, they do a nice job reminding you that everything is paused. They want you to post, of course. That's that's uh, what their tool is for. Um, but something to think about. And this actually also came top of my mind when Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, or Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, president-elect and VP-president-VP-elect of the United States, gave a presentation last night. So all the big networks, they called the election for Joe Biden. And uh, so Trump will be a one-term president, pending all, um, all the results standing. And they gave a speech in Wilmington, Delaware. First of all, Let's talk about that really quickly. Uh, It was like a drive-in speech. Lots of Jeeps, red, white, and blue, in the audience. So I don't know if they were staged. I don't know if people were actually driving their Jeeps in there. But certainly, what a coincidence, right? If, if, um, If that wasn't staged or a deal with a local local Jeep um, dealership. Now, what was happening, though, as Ms. Harris, as... Uh, President-elect Biden, Mr. Biden, was speaking, they also were live tweeting from their own accounts what they were saying. Now, obviously, it's not them tweeting. And nobody, you know, nobody thought it was, I'm sure. 
even though on Twitter with all the trolls, you never know, somebody might reply and say, how can you be speaking and tweeting at the same time? Obviously, it's not them. Obviously, it's somebody on their staff. So that's another way to do it. So if it's just you, nobody else with you at the conference, nobody else talking, uh, nobody else on site with you, nobody else is watching you that, that you want to give access to your Twitter account to, you can schedule them. If somebody is with you, or if you're somebody of that stature that has a team, um, have somebody else tweet like it's coming from you. And in fact, in those cases, the speeches were previously written, right? I mean, it's not like they're totally winging it. Um, I don't know if they're reading of a teleprompter or not. But in the case of the written speech, if you do that, I don't usually do that. I, I don't uh, script these podcasts. I have an outline, what I want to talk about, and then I talk about those things. Uh, but I don't typically script them word for word. In fact, I think the last time, I mean, think about that for a second. The last time I wrote an entire speech for somebody may have been uh, back in my United Way days, um, 2012, 2013, 2011, something, somewhere around there. And even in those cases, they didn't read word for word, right? They kind of memorized and then ad-libbed when it made sense or improvised, whatever whatever term you want to use. Um, but again, I could totally, you know, take that content, load it up in the Twitter queue, and then send it. So that's another way to do it. Instead of doing everything live, if you have the copy of the text of the speech, just save it as drafts in um, in Twitter and then send it as soon as they say it. And does it have to be exact anyways? No, it doesn't. Because people are looking at their phone, they're watching it on TV, they're watching it live. And so it's not like most people won't notice if it's a second off or 10 seconds off or 30 seconds off. Now, if you're tweeting the whole speech way before they're saying it, maybe that's another issue. But that's another thing too. Like if you send me somebody's speech, I might not watch it. Or if I'm unavailable to watch it, you know. Um, so it's another audience. So the whole thing about, you know, we only want to release it here first uh, is kind of an old way of thinking. So, uh, or you can release the speech at the same time or, or something like that. But this is not a new strategy, honestly. I mean, I remember... A conference. I don't remember which one it was. Maybe uh, the HubSpot conference in San Diego, where one of the speakers' friends or colleagues or whatever was sitting there and live tweeting from their account. So this is you know, like ten ten years ago, maybe not that long, six years ago or something. And so it's so you can do that if you have somebody with you, um, you know, to really um, make it a little bit more interactive. Because the thing is, if if I'm tweeting automatically at a conference from my own speech, I'm not going to be able to to respond at all, right? I mean, that's just not feasible. That just doesn't work. So just something to think about. I think it's a strategy worth trying. Um, live tweet them on Twitter. Uh, of course, keep in mind, why not also live stream them, right? Just set up a phone um, close enough so you can do that or put on a mic. Um, if you have one, lavalier mic works just fine and live stream it as well. And of course, you know, in the case of um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, I mean, that was live streamed everywhere, you know, on, on TV, 
on all the social channels, TV stations broadcasted on social channels. So it's not one or the other anymore. It's all of the things, everything together. So if you need help with your social media strategy, with your content strategy, your digital strategy, how to get in front of people, feel free to reach out, authenticstorytelling.net, ctrap at gmail.com. I'm currently accepting projects. Um, also, uh, you know, if you need help internally, happy to consider doing that. Uh, you can see all my qualifications on authenticstorytelling.net. Um, so hope to hear from you. Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully you're trying it. Um, you can do this for all kinds of different presentations doesn't have to be the acceptance speech, obviously, and it won't be for most of us, uh, but it could be anything, right? Anything that uh, you stand in front of people and it's a public event. So worth considering, worth trying how to live tweet your presentation or speech. The article is also live um, on authenticstorytelling.net forward slash life hyphen tweet. I'm Christoph Trapp, your host and author of Content Performance Culture, and if you need any help, reach out. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. And, oh, I wanted to tell you quickly before we go, tomorrow's episode 237, it's going to be how to track podcast ads and CTAs with a pixel. So this was Sean Creeley of Podsites.com joining me on a live stream a while back. Uh, can't actually tell when we recorded the live stream. But what they're doing is they're putting pixels on um on the devices, basically the networks, when people listen to a show. And now if they go to the client, um, you know, we know. We know that they're going from the same network. And the podcast ad gets credit. Very, very advanced, if you ask me. Worth a listen. 35 minutes of insights from Sean. How to track podcast ads and CTAs with Pixel. That episode drops tomorrow, November 9th, 2020. Until next time. I'm currently accepting requests for future virtual and on-site keynotes and workshops. In 2020 alone, I've spoken in Singapore and Istanbul, virtually of course, thanks COVID. I can't wait to get back on the road, and if we still can't get on the road in 2021, I would be happy to speak at your event virtually. Please reach out to me, ctrap at gmail.com or authenticstorytelling.net. Thank you.